right, Wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 32. And if you're watching videos or you watch those first, you will know that this happens to be the one-year anniversary show for Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. That's right, one year ago today, we recorded the very first episode of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. So tonight, we're doing a little bit of celebrating. Uh, I kind of wanted to have the pop on the actual podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but those that are watching on Facebook Live saw what happened and the cork popped on me a little bit early. We are drinking some very, 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 very fine Golden Drock this evening out of a ridiculously fancy bottle with a cork. Yes, that's right, with a cork. And we are recording a little bit late tonight because as I mentioned to the Facebook Live crowd, the Patriots decided to make a game of it tonight and I had to sit there for a couple minutes and watch the end of the game. That's right. So we're kicking things off. Opening it up, so as I said, one-year anniversary show, that's right, this is a banner, banner episode for Go Tell Us The Wall podcast, and what we're going to do throughout the show uh, is revisit some things, revisit some stuff from over the past year, some stuff that we've talked about, fun stuff, ridiculous stuff, whatever it might be, I just kind of went through old notes and looked at stuff, and a lot of it is kind of relating to stuff that's going on now in our country, in the world, in humanity, whatever it might be. So that's kind of how I pick those things. So we're going to revisit some of those. Um, and I will tell you one thing ridiculous off the top as far as revisiting stuff because I was looking through my notes. So a little less than a year ago on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, a little hurricane hit Haiti. And we were talking about something that we talk a lot about on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, and that is the shadiness of Red Cross. That's right, the shadiness of Red Cross. So about a year ago, on Go Tell It's a Wall podcast, we were talking about how shady the American Red Cross is and what has been happening over the past few weeks and what did we talk about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, don't donate to Red Cross. Just don't do it. The money's not going to people that need it. And as it happens, there's a bunch of hurricanes going on right now, and there's a lot of communities in need, such as Houston, such as Puerto Rico. Don't even get me started on Puerto Rico and the ridiculousness uh, and like how we're not helping literally part of our own country. I'm not even going to touch that this week. I'm just not. I'm not because we did a little too much ranting last week. Uh, we actually <laughs> we lost some subscribers last week, which is funny. I was kind of tracking it uh, over last Friday, which was when the, the episode went live. Um, and I think we lost some some followers and some subscribers simply based on the Facebook Live feed that we do every week. Uh, but then the interesting thing was, as Friday went on and as Saturday rolled around, suddenly there was a slight uptick in subscribers. And we actually put a few new subscribers onto Go Tell Us The Wall podcast over this past weekend, which is amazing because I always tell people, subscribe. Make sure you're subscribing even if you're watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook Live, watching anywhere else. Make sure you subscribe as well. That's how we're able to kind of keep track numbers and everything. It helps uh, in, the, in the world of, of monetizing and sponsorships and, and the Patreon and, and everything else, which we don't use nearly enough. We're going to start kicking that up uh, a lot over the next couple weeks because it's, it's really time to, to do that. Uh, let's see. Oh, social plugs. I almost forgot that. Social plugs. Uh, if, if you're only listening to this on the podcast and you're not aware, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, also on Twitter at tell the wall pod, or you can follow my personal Twitter account, which is at magic Muppet. Admittedly, that one I always say gets a little more action. It just does. It just does. So, you know. Um, and I have another note on Twitter for a little bit later in the show, so prepare yourselves for that because I have a little bit of a mission for all the wall fans out there. Um, 
Oh, and of course, the website's still in the works. I was actually working on it today with the little bit of time I had. So Sean O'Rourke Live coming very soon as well. Uh, just trying to put the final touches on all of that and get everything organized. You know, I am not a web developer by any means. Uh, I have done a lot of digital uh, marketing and stuff, but I always had a team of people behind me. And right now, as much as I have people that help out with the podcast and help out in the social aspect, I don't have anyone that's actually working on the my own personal uh, website. So that it's in the works. Sean O'Rourke Live coming soon. Uh, and of course, search YouTube. Uh, just search Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, and you will find the channel for Go Tell It to the Wall. Um, I don't even think you have to have a podcast. You probably just got to search Go Tell It to the Wall. All right, moving along. I As I mentioned, uh, we're going to do a bunch of thank yous throughout the show. I want to do a bunch of thank yous, and, and, and please, anyone out there that's listening, you know, if you've interacted with me on social media or whatever, and you don't get mentioned, don't feel offended. These are the people that have really been working kind of either from the beginning or put in a lot of work behind the scenes, and this isn't even all of them because I have a couple people that help me out in the social, uh, social realm that really don't like to get mentioned on the podcast, so we're not going to give thank yous to them. Uh, there's a couple, that, a couple others that also don't like to get mentioned, but we're going to give thank yous to them because that's just how I am, and honestly, I don't care. I'm respecting some of them. Uh, so get ready for that. And in fact, we're going to kick things off with a quick thank you right now. Uh, I actually have a handy dandy little list here. Not that I, I really don't think I'd be forgetting anyone. Um, but I do have a handy dandy little list here. Mm, that's nice. It's golden drock. You, you know, you know, it's a, it's a fancy anniversary show when I have an expensive beer in a big bottle with a cork. And I actually have the corresponding glass here. I've got a little golden drock glass. All of my hipster friends are proud of me for drinking out of a fancy glass. I think this is the appropriate glass for the beer. I hope so because it has the freaking beer's name on the glass. Uh, so this better be. It's one of those fancy beer glasses. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably break it by the end of the show. That's probably what's going to happen. This glass is going to end up broken. I hope not. All right. So I want to kick off with one, two, maybe three very important thank yous. Uh, and, and that's I've mentioned it on the podcast, but just to give you a little background. So when I got out of the marketing world and was, was kind of looking to get back in with studio marketing and everything else with a pregnant wife at the time, but then also toying with this idea of doing a podcast and really going back to doing live events full time, which is something I used to do. I used to do live events full time uh, before the mouse got his claws in me and, and pulled me in there doing marketing for, for eight plus years, you know. Um, so as I was going through this, you know, came up the idea of a podcast. You know, I've mentioned on here on the podcast that I used to do uh, a janky radio show <laughs> out of a station called KCLA because back then you didn't have capabilities just to do like a podcast like this. Y you know, just just you didn't have these capabilities. And now that the capability was out there, uh, you know, I thought, well, well, I can maybe do a little podcast. And so last spring is when I originally launched the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. I knew I wanted to do a podcast, had no idea how to do it. Uh, and even I think purchased my first microphone, which was the very first microphone that we used on the podcast, which I used to joke it was a terrible microphone. It's perfectly fine. Uh, we just have a fancier one now. We'll talk about that a little more in tech because I want to give a shout out to uh, to that as well. Um, and thank you everyone that's giving the thanks on, on the Facebook Live. I'll be interacting there a little bit more um, as well as we go on uh, throughout the show. But as I was saying, I launched this Facebook page and didn't even make it public. Didn't even make it public. Somehow my wife found it and liked the page, and it was basically me and my wife on this page, and it sat there for a few months. A few months. Wasn't sure what to do with it. Had a microphone and everything else. Um, and then I got into burn prep. And, you know, like I said, my wife was pregnant, a lot of stuff going on um, at that time, uh, and then went out to Burning Man. Burn prep, went out to Burning Man. Still with this idea in my head. Um, 
of, of, that I wanted to do this, that I wanted to pursue the podcast, that I wanted to to go back to doing live events and 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 pursuing my passion because really that's what I'm passionate about. I enjoy marketing and everything else, but this is what I'm passionate about. I enjoy being a fool in front of a bunch of people. I enjoy yelling and ranting at a wall and getting on Facebook Live and throwing this this podcast stuff out there so that people in Russia can listen because apparently, uh, as I've said before, we have Russian listeners. Um, you know, this is what I love doing, so I wanted to follow that passion. Uh, and with the support of my wife. Thank you to my wife. She's going to get a much bigger thank you. Don't worry. But thank you to her for being very supportive. Uh, as we head out to Burning Man, I'm sitting there talking uh, with a couple of campmates um, and a very good friend of mine who was with a camp that was right next to us. And over the course of that conversation, uh, this would be my, my brother, brother-in-law, Dante, uh, his girlfriend, Mary, uh, who initiated this conversation and really encouraged me to pursue that. You know, they had seen me do live events. They had, they had seen me, you know, speak publicly, publicly and everything else, but not really on a podcast or anything like that, uh, and really encouraged me to pursue that, you know, giving me ideas, and, and, tell, and, and especially because uh, Dante and Mary, both of them happen to be influencers. I've mentioned Dante on the podcast before. Dante uh, was a part of Epic Rap Battles of History. Uh, Dante is the head person and really the person for Give Me Motion. Uh, Mary, if you're not familiar with Mary, uh, just look up Mary Doodles. She's a very successful artist on YouTube. They're both influencers. So really that sat well with me. You know, I said, okay, this encouragement will help. Uh, and in that same conversation, a good friend of mine, Perry, came over and started talking. Um, and that's when... The ideas of talking about, you know, young fatherhood and, and, and having a new baby and everything else and building a family, that's where that came from. Uh, so, have to give a big shout out to Dante and Mary especially, uh, who, both of whom have continued to, to push me, um, give me ideas, and, and, and encourage me uh, to, to do as much as I can with the podcast. That's why now we do Facebook Live. You know, we do all these things and really push all these things and we're creating a website and all that other stuff. Um, and the same thing for Perry, uh, who really pushed me um, at the time, who because you know video is a little more difficult to do than audio. It really is. You, you've you've got to kind of got to kind of be a different person. Uh, you know, not a different person. That's wrong. But as I've mentioned, I'm not an actor. You know, I can sit here and and BS to a mic or stand in front of people to a mic. But being on video is a whole other thing. Um, and Perry really pushed me in an encouraging way, saying, you know, you you're capable of doing this, and you just have to do it. So then what happened was I get back from Burning Man, and obviously it takes a little while. Um, and at the time, we were in the process of listing our, our current house uh, for sale. So I was dealing with all of that. Anyway, long story short, about a month later, I finally sat down with my, uh, my I, don't, I really shouldn't call it janky, but my old microphone, uh, and finally started putting audio to computer with no script whatsoever and just winging it at that point uh, and really doing it in this tiny little house in Highland Park in this tiny little room that I was was getting set up uh, for my my daughter who was going to be arriving soon um, and really just kind of doing a, a studio setup every week, setting it up, pulling it out of the case and setting it up. Uh, and then now we have moved on. Uh, my, my wife and I bought a much bigger house. We are still in Highland Park. Uh, but now I have a dedicated studio to this. Uh, so like I said, a huge thank you to Dante and Mary and Perry as well, who have continued to be supportive, pushed me from the very beginning, uh, and continue to be supportive today uh, when it comes to Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. So thank you 
to the three of you especially, and we're going to have a lot more thank yous and stories as we move along. This is probably going to be boring for some people, uh, but you know what? I really don't care because it's the anniversary show, so deal with it. I'm drinking expensive beer. We're going to have fun. we got some people on the Facebook Live, uh, and we'll do some interaction. We're just going to have some fun with it, so deal with it. It'll get better. <laughs> That's funny. There's a revisit because you know what I used to say for the first few episodes of Go Tell It to Wall Podcast? It'll get better. It'll get better. Well, eh, eh. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's crap. If you listen to episode 30, that was junk. Episode 31, podcast gold. I think it's podcast gold. A lot of people hate me and a lot of people, you know, just wrote me off because of it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Family. Family that wrote me off and blocked me. I'm not even joking. I never get blocked on social media, you know? Uh, but when I'm getting blocked... For common fucking sense. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Block the hell out of me. I don't care. Common sense, yo. <laughs> yo? Why am I saying yo? Ah, golden rock. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know why I'm saying yo. Come on now. All right, moving along. Moving along to a little bit of social. And we've got our first, well, not our first, like our first official off the notes revisit of the evening. And that would be revisiting the creepy clowns. From almost the very first episode, from I, I don't I don't think it was episode zero, might have been episode one. We started talking about the creepy clowns because the creepy clowns were running all around the country, all around California, all around the country. We we're seeing them everywhere. It was crazy, and we were tracking them. And a lot of people really loved it because the creepy clowns were not only creepy but hilarious. So we we knew the creepy clown thing kind of ended uh, because someone in Europe, I can't remember exactly where, got shot. Uh, someone in Stockton got attacked by a dog because they were dressed as a creepy clown, and that died down for a while. Well, it's funny because it really comes full circle. A little movie called It came out a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point. So the creepy clowns really are kind of back. Now it's just a ridiculously creepy clown named Pennywise, and the, the new Pennywise, way too creepy for me. Way too creepy for me. I saw the miniseries back in the 90s. I ain't watching this. I'm just not. I'm not into horror, not because I don't respect it as a genre. It's just not for me. Uh, so I will not be seeing the creepy clown. But talk about Full Circle. Originally, creepy clowns on social media, making the news, whatever else. And what do we do? We put one on the big screen, and it's the most popular movie in the country. Mm-hmm. Pennywise. Creepy clowns. Mm, Pennywise. Mm, 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 mm. Creepy clowns. So full circle on that one. I mean, that's, I mean, come on. Right? Right? Okay. I also want to revisit something, uh, which was kind of important to me because I kind of called this, I don't want to say called it, but predicted it, uh, and that was close to a year ago, uh, was the end of Vine. You guys remember Vine out there, everyone watching on Facebook Live? You remember Vine? Vine was this this app. I never I never used it. I never used it. I have, I have trouble getting on board with, so like, I'm like Facebook, Twitter. I have Instagram, but it's mainly so my wife can tag me in photos of my daughter. Like, that's really all that's going on with Instagram. So it's hard for me to get onto another social uh, uh, platform. So I never got onto Vine. But I said at the time that Vine may be gone, but what's going to replace it is Facebook Live. And what's happening now What Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, we're doing Facebook Live every week, live feed for the podcast, for every episode of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. That's right. I predicted that. Now, I don't think the kids are using the Facebook Live as much. They like the Instagram and the Twitter. <sighs> yeah, the kids. Kids these days, man. There's no appreciation for, for antiquated apps. Ugh, where's the appreciation? I'm just kidding. Do, do that stuff on there. I'm sticking with Facebook simply because that's where our biggest audience is, is Facebook. That's right, Bridget. I am a visionary. 
this is why Bridget is the on-air producer. She keeps me in line, but she also stokes my ego in the right kind of way. Not too much, but in the right kind of way uh, while keeping me in line. And tonight that could be important, although Bridget was drinking whiskey. Uh, so <laughs> so that might be that might be canceling out my golden drop or even going further. I don't know. Brid- Bridget's actually a more responsible drinker than I am. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. I know Bridget very, very well. All right. Uh, so I do want to talk about one. I don't want to get into this too much because I haven't, uh, I've really looked into this and part of me was feeling very, uh, what is the word? What is the, uh, you know, oh my gosh, like, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theory. I feel, I, I feel like, felt like almost a conspiracy theorist reading this, but CNET put out an article about a week ago. Uh, where they did a little bit of uncovering. And you know there's been talks about, and Facebook's been in the news quite a bit uh, because of some ads that were purchased through Russian uh, Facebook accounts and everything else. Uh, well, CNET, I'm not sure if it was CNET that uncovered it, actually uncovered it, uh, but th- there was some research done. And they found that there was about, uh, there were a bunch of Russian-linked Twitter accounts uh, pushing the NFL protest from both sides. So remember, take a knee, hashtag take a knee, and hashtag take a knee to the face, uh, you know. There were 600 Twitter accounts that were basically stoking the fire on the back and forth with the NFL and with the kneeling for the anthem and the NFL protest, the uh, the NFL protest, the racial injustice protest. Look at that. It's, I'm, I'm missing it already. It happens. You know why? It's because I watch the news and they use the incorrect terms. So it happens. Uh, but also stuff like hashtag boycott NFL, hashtag stand for the anthem, um, and a bunch of others. Essentially a bunch of divisive hashtags where they're really, like I said, stoking the flames on the divisiveness of this whole NFL issue. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and I'm not going to really read into this. I do find it interesting. I do find it interesting, and it really speaks to, you know, if you believe that Russia has been meddling in politics and everything else, it really does speak to that. Um, and, and the important thing is to remember that we should be passionate. We should be passionate about what we believe in. Uh, but also, we shouldn't let certain things kind of stoke that flame and get us fired up uh, when it's really not even coming from someone that has a verifiable opinion, you know? Um, and that really, this just speaks to politics in general in this day and age. And the fact is, as much as I sit here and I rant and I'm passionate about certain things like the racial injustice protest, you're never going to change everyone's mind. It's just simple as that. And I know we all know this, but I encourage you out there, wall fans, and here's the thing. I know most of you, because I'm a dirty hippie, most of my fans tend to be kind of dirty hippies, but regardless of the side of the aisle that you fall on, I encourage you to go on some social media and like, let's say you're you're a liberal or progressive. Go look at some conservative articles, and then some conservative comments, like the people that are liking these articles, reading them, and then commenting on them. And you will see because, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, there will literally be issues where some where a politician or maybe the orange menace does something. And you, you think, and then there's articles that pop up like, man, this is crazy. Can you believe this is happening? But then there's articles on the other side that say, man, this is awesome. Can you believe this is happening? That's what's happening. That's what's happening. My mind explodes. My mind, like, just, I can't. And 
I encourage all of you to go do that because that's where you're going to see. We're not going to change everyone's minds. Now, should we continue fighting? Yes. Should we continue fighting for equal rights? Yes. Should we continue fighting for women's rights? Of course. Now, there's going to be people out there that are never going to change and they're never going to agree with you, but we continue to fight for them. The thing is just to keep that in mind that there are those people out there. You're never going to change their mind. You're never going to convince them otherwise. And that's okay. That's okay. Now, it's especially okay if it's really a policy thing and nobody's hurting anyone. You know, when it comes... Now, there are issues such as the United States uh, not not fighting against the death penalty for, for same-sex um, couples with the UN. Yeah, that's a fucking problem. However, if we're talking about stupid little stuff, you know, I don't want to say stupid. That's the wrong term. If we're talking about little stuff like taxes or where we disagree on certain issues then yeah, you know, respect those issues. You know, when it comes to some asshole mowing down 50 people in Vegas and you're going to sit there and tell me that you need an, you need this semi-automatic rifle, no, go to hell, you know, go to hell. But if you're going to sit there and, you know, some guy's saying no guns at all and you're going to sit there and say, well, I like to hunt, I have a rifle, fully respect something like that. Fully respect something like that. Exactly. If it's not life or death, as Bridget's pointing out, then it's, then, it, then it is a certain thing. When it becomes life and death, then it becomes common sense and it's not political. But I do encourage all of you wall fans to just just check that out because it, it becomes very interesting when you see that literally it will be literally the same exact thing, and half of the people are think it's terrible, and half of the people think it's awesome. It's great. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. You know, it's like the paper towels. A bunch of people thought that was amazing. Oh, look how great he is. He's throwing paper towels at a bunch of people that are starving to death. After it took him two weeks to even go down there, that's the kind of stuff that's crazy. So check it out. Check it out, Wallfan. Might make your head explode like it did mine. Oh, but maybe on a fun note, maybe on a fun note, and the reason the reason I put this, the reason I put this in the social realm is because this is like trolling to the nth degree, and it's not even social. Now it's popped up on social media because of pictures and everything else. Uh, definitely check this one out, Wallfans. I will post this one to the Facebook page. Uh, and that would be the guy who's been sitting at the congressional hearings for Equifax. I'm not going to get into details on that, the whole data breach with Equifax. There's a congressional hearing about it and everything else. Uh, and there is a dude that's been sitting at the congressional hearings dressed as the Monopoly guy. That's right. Dressed as a Monopoly guy, just sitting there kind of hanging out and trolling the hell out of the congressional hearings. And it's gold. It is absolute gold. If you haven't seen this, check it out. Um, really, as far as trolls go, we're all trying for second place at this point because that guy wins, and he wins for like the next five, ten years. He really does. He wins for like the next five, ten years. It's amazing. Monopoly guy at the congressional hearings, uh, and it's extra awesome because it's congressional hearings for Equifax. Bunch of rich white dudes sitting around in a room talking about how they're going to help out this this company that really just kind of you know, bent over and screwed the entire country, uh, you know, oh, no, let's help them out. We're a bunch of old white dudes. We don't care. We don't We don't even know what the Internet is. What do you, what's a data breach? Yeah. Yeah, think about that, wall fans. What's the fuck? All right, one more thing on social. One more thing. Oh, my, is it a woman, Bridget? Oh, my gosh, the Monopoly guy's a woman. See, I didn't look that closely into it. I mean, he's. It's, she's obviously dressed as the Monopoly guy with, like, a, you know, bald head and, like, a, Oh, man, that's even more awesome that the Monopoly guy is a woman. And I'm only calling him Monopoly guy because that's like you kind of know him as a Monopoly guy. You know, so she is dressed as a Monopoly guy. 
that's awesome. Uh, and, and trolling the hell out of Equifax. So she wins the internet. She wins life for at least the next five, 10 years as far as being a troll. And all of the rest of you are trying for second place. I said the rest of us. I never do any kind of trolling. Um, I just don't. That being said, I have one more point to talk about in the social realm. Um, now, I'm going to give an update on maybe I have it next. You know, what, let's just give the update now. So I talked about on the last episode um, a little guy named Alec Rosenberg who happens to be my one of my best friend's nephew and his, you know, obviously his brother's son, John Rosenberg, who's also a good friend. I, you know, I just I haven't known him near as long as, as um, has, I've known his brother. Uh, and he had a GoFundMe page. Uh, you know, we shared it. We talked about it on the podcast and everything else. Uh, and he met his goal and exceeded that goal. As he was getting close to his goal and, and promoting it on Twitter and everything else, um, a little bit of trolling happened. Now, I will give it to John. John, John Rosenberg, uh, he, he, he uh, writes, and, writes a very successful comic. Um, he's pretty well known, especially in the social realm and especially on Twitter and everything else. Uh, so, you know, I will give it to him. He, he knows how to deal with these things. Um, but here is my OCD, OAD mind seeing these things and just steam coming out of my ears. And what happened was, uh, there's a kickboxer. I'd never even heard of the guy. And really, I don't care to even know who the hell the guy is. Uh, but I will tell you his name. His name is Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, he's some kind of kickboxer. Um, and you want to talk about, if, 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 you want, if you have had trouble understanding what a sociopath is, or what it's like to be sociopathic, um, really just go check out this guy's Twitter. And especially his interaction with, with my friend John. And especially regarding his son, Alec, who's really just trying to get a surgery to walk. So common sense says that maybe we don't get on a kid who needs a surgery to be able to walk, who has CP, or his father, who's really just trying to do the best he can for his kid. Well, Andrew Tate on Twitter decided to be a sociopath and talk about how he's better than John and how John is lazy because he has to do a GoFundMe page for his son to get his son to walk. Well, to walk properly. And then goes on to say how he just wants him to ask nicely and say, and I quote you on this one, just say please and I will save your son. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Andrew Tate. How many F-bombs we up to, Bridget? I might have hit my max already for the week, uh, but fuck Andrew Tate. And here's the call to action, Wall fans. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, or really on any social platform, but especially on Twitter, search at Cobra Tate. Cobra, like like the snake, Tate. T-A-T-E. Andrew Tate. And even if you're not a troll, wall fans, I want you to troll the hell out of this SOB. And then when he gets off Twitter, find him on Facebook and troll the hell out of him there. And take a look at Andrew Tate's website where he lists all of his sponsors and troll the hell out of his sponsors until they drop his ass. You know why? Because we don't need people like this in the world. We simply don't. There's no excuse for being a sociopath like that. I'm not even going to get into more of his tweets because I'm not going to give him that kind of airtime. The guy is a waste of space, and he needs to be put in his place. And I'm not talking about in a physical manner, because this guy has probably gotten his ass kicked for most of his life. I'm talking about in a psychological manner. I want that guy crying in the corner of his one-bedroom apartment as he realizes that he is a waste of space. 
and should rethink his entire life. And I'm sure he's taken too many hits to the head as a kickboxer. Too many hits to the head. All right, let's move along. Oh, man, I'm trying not to get fired up this week, but I'll tell you, uh, testosterone steroid charge sociopaths, not a big fan of them. Not a big fan of them. I'm, I'm just not. Just not a big fan. Uh, and you're going to get the wrath of the wall fans when you do something ridiculous like that asshole did. All right, moving along. I think we got a couple more thank yous here. All right, I do want to give a big thank you. And I have mentioned... You know, we'll wait on that one. We'll wait on that one. I want to give a big thank you to Darshan. That's right. Darshan, you're not on the Facebook Live feed. You've been missing those lately. But I do have to give you a big thank you. And the reason is... I always joke, Darshan, number one wall fan. Well, you, th- you see, the thing is, Darshan was on top of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast the day it was launched and listened to it. In fact, she was at my house the day after it was launched and talked to me about how she had listened to the podcast and then continued to support it for the rest of the year. Even though she hasn't been on the Facebook Live feeds as much, still supporting, still listening, and still engaging on Twitter which I absolutely appreciate. Uh, and if you haven't seen the photo uh, that Darshan had posted on the Go Tell It to the Wall uh, Facebook page, check that out and you'll see why uh, we call her number one wall fan, Darshan. Um, and she's also helped out with with quite a few um, articles and, and kind of follow-ups to stuff that I talk about, especially in the mental illness realm, uh, which I extremely appreciate because sometimes it's tougher for me to really uncover those things simply because if I go searching then I get into a really bad hole and, and it's tough. But if something's put right in front of me, then I can really appreciate it and really understand it and everything else. So a big thank you to number one wall fan, Darshan. If you see her on social media or out in the world and if you're in Los Angeles, give her a big hug from Go Tells the Wall podcast. All right, let's move along here. We've got a few more thank yous, so don't worry. More coming. More coming. Bridget, how much was Chris yelling at the TV during that? Oh, probably not much because the kids are probably sleeping. Yeah, freaking Patriots. I'm just lucky I don't have heart problems. I, I, I'm I going to have to call my dad after the show and just make sure because I'm sure he's watching that game. And eh, it's early in the season. He's not usually getting into that. <laughs> no, Chris was yelling. Uh, Bridget's husband, who's also a good friend of mine, uh, is is from New England and is a huge Patriots fan. Uh, we commiserate when they lose. We sell. <laughs> Chris is on the feed saying a lot. Um, I was pacing back and forth uh, while my wife was sitting on the couch, while Di was sitting on the couch, and I was just pacing back and forth for the final two and a half minutes. Um, and she kept saying, are you going to go record? Are you going to go? Yeah, I got to watch it. Game. You gotta watch it. If if Brady would have thrown a damn touchdown, uh, I could have been in here three minutes quicker. But uh, they had to settle for a field goal. Anyway, little tangent. Little tangent in honor of the first anniversary show. We don't have as many tangents as we used to. There's a little tangent in honor of the one year anniversary show. It's amazing. It's amazing. Things just come together. They just come together. Um, I should mention since we're well, we're gonna get to sports. But since since we're on the subject, uh, I sometimes I wear a particular T-shirt for the show. 
last week I wore a Patriots t-shirt because we were talking about racial injustice protest. Um, you know, I've I've worn certain shirts on the show for certain things, uh, and tonight I happen to be wearing a Boston Bruins shirt because today is the first day of the NHL season for 2017, um, and of all the teams that I am a fan of, uh, that would be the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Longhorns. Uh, the Bruins are actually number one. Number one, and that would be because of my father and growing up, the fact that Bobby Orr was essentially equal to Jesus in our house uh, because he was, well, if you ask my father, he was the greatest brewer ever to play. You ask me, I'm, I'm too young. I go with Cam every time. Uh, but yes, so we're wearing a Bruins shirt this week in honor of the first day of the NHL season 2017. Uh, and next week, don't ask me why I'm not wearing a Boston Celtics shirt or a Lakers shirt or any of that stuff. I don't watch freaking basketball. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe I could wear a, maybe wear, I don't know, some college basketball shirt. I don't know. I could maybe get an SDSU shirt. I like some SDSU basketball. All right, let's move along. We tangent in the tangented, tangented. Is that in the dictionary? Tangented. New word. Tangented. 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 All right, let's move on to some TV film books. TV film and books, uh, and this week I've got all TV. I've got no books. I've got no film. I just don't. I don't. It's all TV. And you know why? Because it's fall, and so a bunch of TV shows have come back, and I've been watching them, and some new stuff's coming up, and we're going to talk about that. But I do want to kick things off with some news that came out today, and that is Netflix. All of you out there have Netflix. If you don't have your own Netflix, you're probably stealing someone's Netflix password, whatever it is. Uh, and Netflix came out today announcing a slight price hike in their plans, uh, and it's going to really amount to $1 or $2 depending on your plan if you have essentially what I imagine is the most popular plan, which is like the $10 plan, and you can stream HD and whatever else. I think that's kind of the standard plan. Uh, it's going to go up by a dollar. If you have the crazy like 4K plan or whatever the hell that is, it's going to go up by 2 bucks. Um, but I did find it interesting. It makes sense. Prices go up, and um, honestly, Netflix, with all their original programming and stuff, has, has really justified this price hike. What I do find interesting, and I find this part interesting, because when Netflix did their original price hike, they lost a ridiculous amount of subscribers. In fact, they didn't lose me as a subscriber, but what happened was, you know, back when Netflix first came out, they, you got the DVDs in the mail, and you could stream, and it was one of those things where you got both for like 8 bucks or whatever, uh, and then a while, like a while into it, they said, no, we're going to charge you uh, like $8 for the streaming and like $8 for the DVDs, so at that time... I drop DVDs, a lot of people drop DVDs, and a lot of people drop the service altogether. The reason I find that interesting is today, now usually from Netflix, I get one or two emails a week saying, oh, we brought, we have a new show you might like, or, you know, this show that you like, the new season's on there. You know, I get maybe one a week, maybe one a week. Today, three emails from Netflix, three emails from Netflix, and they're all emails telling me about the awesome content content that they have on Netflix. Now, clearly this is Netflix getting out ahead of it. I'm not canceling my Netflix. I'm going to need to watch some goddamn Stranger Things and some other stuff, uh, so I'm not canceling mine, but I do find it interesting that Netflix is essentially heading this one off at the butt and just, no, oh, no, look at all the stuff you're going to miss. We're not even telling you about the price hike yet. I mean, it's been announced, but we're not telling you an email, but look at all the stuff you're going to miss when we do announce that price hike and you think about dropping our service. So keep an eye out there. Like I said, if you have Netflix, you're going to see a little price hike. If you're stealing someone's Netflix password, maybe throw them a dollar or two because they got a price hike. Hmm, you know, hmm, yeah. 
All right, moving along, moving along. Mr. Robot. I've mentioned this on the show so many times. Mr. Robot is coming back to USA Network on October 11th. That means it's coming back next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Less than a week away, Mr. Robot is by far uh, one of my top, probably top three shows on television right now. Um, Probably top three, definite top five. I would say probably top three. Mr. Robot, fantastic, fantastic show. Um, and the only reason I'm skeptical about putting it in top three is because of the next sh- one of the other shows I'm going to talk about in this TV section that has, has come in and really moved into my top five personally. doesn't mean you're going to like all of them. Uh, but I encourage you to check out Mr. Robot. It is fantastic. And I will tell you right now, it's going to be interesting this season because last season they had them all in the can before the Orange Menace got into office. Um, and they really deal a lot with big government and big corporations and everything else. So you know this season's going to be interesting. In fact, Mr. Robot, uh, I can't remember the exact amount of episodes. They originally, just for for clarification's sake, they originally ordered like 10 episodes, USA Network, and they upped that to 12 uh, not long after the Orange Menace started going nuts in the White House. So you know there's some awesomeness coming. And Rami Malek, I would say, is is honestly one of, one of my favorite actors out there right now. He's fantastic in Mr. Robot, and if you've seen him dressed as Freddy freaking Mercury, oh God. Oh, God, it's Freddie Mercury walking around. Oh, God. So check that out. Rami Malek. It also has uh, Christian Slater uh, and a host of other stars as well. Really fantastic acting in it. Um, I, I'm blanking on the the, the, the main character, uh, the main female character's name, her real name. She's a fantastic actress. Uh, and there's, a, there's an FBI agent that came in um, in season two who's also a fantastic actress. Uh, so check that out. If you haven't seen Mr. Robot, check it out. Catch up. It's on uh, Amazon. It's on if you have cable or you have access to like the USA Network app. They're on the USA Network app. So check it out there. And especially because I'm going to warn you now. I'm, now, go tell us the wall. We don't give spoilers. Uh, but we are going to talk about Mr. Robot a little bit because it is a fantastic show. And I think everyone should at least check it out once. If you don't like it, um, you know, that's one thing. Not everyone has the same taste as I do, um, but at least check it out. Give it a chance and see if you do like it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Uh, But if you, uh, most likely you're going to like it. I I would say three out of four people are going to, gosh, four to five are going to like the show. Three out of five are probably going to love it. I mean, that's really, that's my feeling on it. Um, All right, more TV. So there's a little show on ABC called Blackish. Starring Anthony Anderson. Uh, they did their season premiere this week on ABC. And they're real they have always done this. They've really pushed the boundaries. Um, they they have tackled subjects like Black Lives Matter um, and, and and the election. They really tackled the election last year uh, and, and the fallout of that. As you can tell, if you're not familiar with the show Blackish, it, it's, it's about a Afri- an African-American family um, that's living in Los Angeles. But they kind of they they kind of uh, I don't want to say flip back and forth because not flip back and forth personality wise. But they they like Anthony Anderson works around like a lot of white people, you know, and, and his boss happens to be a little bit racist, but. Not like that hard-nosed racist, more the ignorant racist. Not that it makes it any better, but just from a, a, a sitcom standpoint, more of like the ignorant racist. I've always tackled these issues. Um, and this week, they went all in. The The name of the episode was Juneteenth. If you're not familiar with Juneteenth, um, you should be. Uh, I actually was a little surprised because I asked a couple people when, when, like, when this episode came out. And they are like, what's, what's Juneteenth? 
for those of you that aren't aware, June 19th is the day that, uh, is the day that slavery was officially ended in the United States of America. Now, it doesn't mean a f- switch was flipped and, and everyone was, it was perfectly all hunky-dory. No, 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 no. But it's celebrated, especially in the Afri- African-American community, as Independence Day. Yeah, we all celebrate July 4th, you know. July 4th, 1776. Yeah, African-Americans, they weren't free. That wasn't independence for them. So Juneteenth, June 19th is a day that's celebrated and should be celebrated by everyone. You know why? Because Juneteenth is when common sense reigned and we realized that human beings can't be owned. So they tackled Juneteenth. Um, and I encourage you to, if, even if you don't check out Blackish, just go to YouTube. In fact, I implore you and look up the Roots animated song and skit from the first se- from the first episode of this season of Blackish. It speaks volumes. It really does. It speaks volumes. That being said, uh, I think they were pushing a little too much and going for this musical aspect. Uh, that's right. My mother's on my live feed telling me that she she told me to watch Blackish. I think I was still working at ABC at that time. They probably pried my eyelids open and, and made me watch it. I'm just kidding. I think my mother did tell me to watch that one. Uh, but I watch it now. Uh, and w- I think they were pushing, pushing like the singing a little too much. Uh, and, and I think some of the message was lost a little bit there. Really, that's more of a formatting and a writing thing. Um, not the message at all. That's just my personal opinion. I, I don't think, you know, my wife probably loved it a lot more because she's, <laughs> I mean, I'm into musicals, but my wife is very into musicals. So I think she was loving it a little more than I was. And I still loved it. I just, I, it was like, okay, you guys, you just finished a musical number. Like, why are we, okay. <laughs> um, so not giving spoilers, but again, check out that Roots animated uh, animated segment that was in the episode of Blackish. Um, it's it's in the episode, the, the the season premiere of Blackish. Check that out. I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. Um, now, that being said, I think Blackish is great uh, with the topics that they tackle and everything else. However, if you're looking for something that really tackles um, African-American culture and African-American stereotypes and everything else, a little show out there called Atlanta. And like I said, Mr. Robot, top three show probably by far. Atlanta is moving into my top three, top five right now. It's a fantastic show. If you're not familiar with it, it's created by a guy named Donald Glover. I think I talked about this on the last uh, episode, as a matter of fact. Um, Donald Glover was Troy on Community. Um, I'm just about done with the first season. Second season's coming out in 2018. But really, it's amazing what they kind of tackle in that. Um, and using drama and comedy, it's 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 really amazing um, the way that they're able to do that and the way that they're able to tackle bl- African-American issues with and, and African-American issues. Uh, African-American issues in certain... Uh, demographics like Atlanta where there's certain stereotypes and there are certain things that are stereotypes that aren't true and stereotypes that are true. And I think it's amazing um, the way they're doing it. And like I said, with, uh, with comedy and drama at the same time, and I'm absolutely loving Donald Glover in the show. I'm really loving all the characters in the show. Um, And like I said, Donald Glover created it, writes a lot of the episodes, directs a lot of the episodes. And I think it is a fantastic show. If, if, if you're interested at all, Check that out. It's an FX show, uh, but if you have Hulu, 
Uh, they released the first season, I believe, exclusive. I mean, you can see it probably on like the FX app or or, or any of those. Uh, but it's it's exclusively like streaming as far as the services on Hulu. It's not on Netflix or any of those. So check it out on Netflix. Uh, just search Atlanta. I'm absolutely loving it. I've got a couple episodes left, and now I'm going to be in this weird holding pattern that I like I am for Game of Thrones, and like I have been for a year with Mr. Robot, where I'm like, give me more Atlanta. That's fantastic, though. So check that out. All right, moving along to some music. Music is very light this week. I've only got two things. One of them, essentially, well, not even essentially, realistically, already happened, but I want to give him a shout-out, uh, and that is Epic Rap Battles of History played a little show in New York tonight. Well, it's currently, yeah, they're done playing. It's like 1230 in New York. They're done. That's why none of my East Coast uh, fans are sitting on the live feed here because my wife got home late, and then I got stuck watching the Patriots game. Yeah. Um, but ERB... Played a show in New York tonight, uh, so hopefully you were able to catch that. Um, but if you weren't able to catch that, you know what you should check out? It is a little band called Gimme Motion, starring my brother, Dante. Uh, so check that out as well. And the reason I bring that up is because Dante is playing, was playing that show in New York with Epic Rap Battles of History. Uh, I will be seeing him this weekend as we are attending the same wedding this weekend. Which is, if you're, if you're looking in, in the background of my thing, uh, of the video, you'll see there's a, there's a bit of a suit tux rental thing hanging behind me. Because i got to go be in this wedding. My wife and I both got to be in this wedding. It's two of our best friends. It's uh, actually Seth, uh, whose nephew is Alec, who is getting the surgery uh, and had the GoFundMe page set up for them. Um, as well as Juliet, who is my little big sister. So it's going to be a bit of a family affair. And I won't tell you what it is, because I don't want you sending paparazzi out there. Not because I'm famous, but because my friends are much more famous than I am. And you'll probably send paparazzi out there to take pictures of them, while ignoring the fact that I'm there. You know why? Because I'm nobody. I'm the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, but nobody wants to take my picture. <laughs> they just don't. Nobody wants a picture of me. I mean, it's an, it's an amazing day when I've showered. Mm-hmm. This is the life of a father. All right. Uh, another mention in music would be the great band Cloudside out of San Diego. Uh, They're playing a live show on October 14th in San Diego at a place called Leestats West. I'm not sure exactly where that is. It's a newer venue, I think, that came around since uh, after I had left San Diego. But Cloudside playing a live show at Leestats West on October 14th. I would love to be there, but unfortunately, October 14th, this year happens to be the date of my annual Red River Rivalry barbecue, where I make anywhere from 15 to 40 pounds of buffalo wings, depending on how many meat eaters are showing up at the barbecue. But we'll talk a little bit more about that next week when we talk about Red River Rivalry and the University of Texas and the Longhorns and how they're going to smash the hell out of uh, Oklahoma. Hmm, hmm, hmm. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but Cloudside, playing that live show, on October 14th, if you're in San Diego right now or you will be in the San Diego area for the weekend of October 14th, or even if you're just in Southern California, I highly recommend driving down to San Diego to check out Cloudside. They got all kinds of awesome hotels down there. If you don't feel like driving back that night, go check them out. Make a weekend of it. You know, go to Mission Beach, ride the roller coaster, go to the gas lamp, have some beers, go to the uh, is Seal Beach. To, no one from San... Yeah, they got a place in La Jolla. It's called Seal Beach, and you can go watch a bunch of seals lay on the sand, but I know there's a bunch of stuff with that. Um kind of going on a while back. They might have kicked the seals out. God 
damn animals getting on our beach and being in our ocean and stuff. The nerve of those animals. I Like, seriously, what are the animals thinking by trying to live their life? This was a freaking thing in San Diego. People thought the seals were a hassle. All right, let's move along. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, we're going to kind of move along. But the reason I bring up Cloudside is their amazing lead singer, Jeffrey Michael Jackson, who happens to be a very, 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 very good friend of mine, very, very old friend of mine, and also happens to be a big fan and big contributor and big supporter of Go Tell Us on the Wall podcast. Now, I've mentioned Jeffrey Jackson's name before on this podcast. He actually doesn't like to get mentioned on the podcast, but I'm doing it because this is a one-year anniversary special, and this is when we're giving big thank yous out to everyone. Uh, and I just want to give a huge shout-out to Jeff for being really supportive from the beginning. And really, uh, Jeff is uh, has, has been doing podcasts himself for a long time. As you know, he's been in a couple bands. He's a lead singer of Cloudside, produced a lot of music. Um, so really, he was helping me out kind of on the nitty-gritty you know, and giving me tips and, and everything else. Um, so a huge, huge thank you to Jeffrey Michael Jackson. I use his full name because his middle name is Michael, which happens to be the same middle name that I have, but also because Michael Jackson, it's awesome. It's awesome. Jeffrey Michael Jackson, huge shout out to you and go check out Cloudside in San Diego on October 14th. Um, and if you do go check it out, go to the door, tell the bouncer or the ticket guy that Sean O'Rourke from Go Tell It to the Wall sent you. He will then give you a weird look, or he or she will then give you a weird look, and then pay them the money and go inside and check out Cloudside because they there's really no help. I'm, that doesn't help you to mention my name. No, it doesn't. Or maybe it will. I mean, it, potentially it could, but you got like a one in how many people are in San Diego? So, you know, however many people I know down there, you, chances are slim. Chances are slim. Oh, man, we are running out of time. All right, so. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move through some stuff here. We're gonna move through some stuff here as I have some more of my golden drock. I'm proud that we've been able to keep it on the rails um, for the majority of the show. I think we hit our f bomb limit like 15 minutes in, um, but I'm not 100% positive on that. So we're gonna avoid the f bombs. We, we don't usually have any f bombs on here, but we've made a habit of like one or two per show when we get a little too fired up, uh, especially when we're talking about the orange menace, because you know f that guy. Let's get into some tech. All right, I'm going to script over some of this stuff, and we're just going to skim over some of it. Google Mini, I mentioned it on the last episode, came out today. Google Mini, this would be the home assistant speaker, smart speaker thing. Um, check it out. $49. I've actually, this is the scary thing. I'm looking at my computer. I'm looking at some articles I have held, uh, pulled up here, and Google Home Mini speaker pre-order is sitting right in front of me, although it's out now. Oh, Google, get on it. It's not pre-order. It's out. It's $49. Check it out. Um, I'm really just, I can't wait to get one. I'm essentially just waiting until my wife says I can spend $49 on something that we really don't need, especially when we already have a Google Home. <laughs> uh, but I, I will have one soon, hopefully. Meh, I don't know. Oh, my birthday's coming up. Meh, that might work. Um, all right. I do want to revisit something we talked about less than a year ago uh, when Apple announced their, their new iPhone at the time. This was probably the iPhone 8 or 9, or I don't even know what the hell they're up to. I can't, I can't 7. I can't keep track of the iPhones because they, they're like, well, here's, here's the iPhone 8, but here's the iPhone X or 10 or whatever the hell they're called. I don't know. You know, and it's nothing against I, I, iPhone. I just, I don't, I, I don't keep track. I don't, I personally, it's not, personally, I don't care. But we were tracking it back then and we're revisiting it. Because they had eliminated the headphone jack, the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and I am a personally a big fan of it. In fact, I will tell all of you on Facebook Live right now, you are listening to me 
through a lavalier going through my <laughs> iPhone 11 It is iPhone 11 that took away the uh, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. And I'll t like I was saying to all of you listening, watching on Facebook Live, or if you're going, if you're seeing this video after the fact, like when it's been posted on Facebook or posted on YouTube, um, you are actually watching me through a Samsung phone on a lavalier that is connected through my dun 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 headphone jack. That's right, if I had one of those stupid iPhones, you wouldn't get the lavalier. You would have me just echoing throughout a freaking room here as I'm yelling at a wall. It'd be so much worse now. I realize the sound quality is not the best because I'm mainly focusing on, you know, that mic. I'm tapping it for, for the, the podcast crowd there. So I am mainly focusing on that because that is where the audio goes. That is the main thing is the podcast. But you're all getting audio thanks to the headphone jack on my Samsung phone and the lavalier. That connects to the headphone jack. So why is it good to bring this up again? Well, because the Google Pixel 2 just came out today. And you know what Google did? Took away the freaking headphone jack. They took away the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. And I think that's just where we're going. But I'll tell you right now is I will stay on an old, old smartphone with 3.5 millimeter jack as long as I can before I go to one of these taking away my headphone jack things. Because, and it's multiple reasons. So I just said, you're listening to me on a lavalier if you're watching on the video or whatever else through the 3.5 millimeter jack. Now. Well, all these Apple f files will say, oh, the dongles. Well, the dongles. You get the dongle and you can plug your headphones in. Yeah, I don't want to carry extra shit. I don't. I just don't. I don't want to carry extra stuff. I don't need extra dongles and all this other stuff. I already carry enough crap as it is. If I'm traveling or something, I don't need. And that's not even travel. That's just walking around. Walking around. You know, walking around. Oh, I want to listen. Oh, oh, where's my, where's my dongle as I'm. Digging around in my... Come on, man. Come on. You're going to have to have a freaking backpack for your freaking dongles. Like, that's where we're going. And then you're going to say, but all these headphone manufacturers are making headphones with a lightning cable. And the, well, obviously, I'm sure they're going to do something with Pixel and the, and the USB-C charger. Well, why don't you do that? Well, you know why? Because right now on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, I'm wearing a very expensive set of headphones, a very expensive set of headphones that I've had for a couple of years, and I'm not replacing those with some cheap, shitty lightning cable headphones or some cheap, shitty USB-C headphones because you know why? These are great headphones. That's why. <laughs> Come on now, Google. Um, all right, so we're going we're gonna to save some tech. We're going to save some tech. Save some of that tech for next episode. I do want to revisit the Galaxy Note 7. We talked about that about a year ago when they were all exploding in everyone's pockets and how ridiculous it was and how everyone needs to be careful. And I was calling out the idiots that were insisting on keeping the, the Galaxy Note 7. And the reason this has come full circle is right now one of the most popular phones in the market is the Galaxy Note 8. Mm. That's how you know we've been doing a podcast for a while. The Galaxy Note 7 at the beginning of the podcast, was exploding, and they were trying to get them out of the market. At this point in the podcast, one of the most popular phones in the market, Galaxy Note 8. So, which I might have one. It still has a headphone jack. Maybe when I upgrade in like a year or whatever, I will, uh, I will actually have one. All right, a couple things real quick on sports. Sports, sports, sports. We're going to revisit something, and that would be the ridiculously terrible Greg Hardy. I don't want to get into it, but he was a domestic abuser who was playing in the NFL in 2015 and was trying to get back in the NFL last year in 2016. Um, and really, we just ripped into him because he's a terrible, terrible human being, really just as bad as Andrew Tate, Cobra Tate, who you should all be trolling on Twitter at this point while you're listening to the podcast. I'm happy to report that he cannot find a job in the NFL. 
cannot find a job, rightfully so, unlike Mr. Colin Kaepernick, who should, should have a job in the NFL, uh, especially with them taking, like, I, I, I'm not even going to get into that, Tennessee picking up a quarterback that's clearly not of the, the caliber that Colin Kaepernick is. Just, it, like, come on, man. Come on. I'm not going to get into that. No, no, we're not going to rant about social injustice protests. That was last week. We're going to talk about it more as we go along because it is important. But I'm happy to say that Greg Hardy is not in the league and is not in the league, can't find a job in the league, and most likely is going to stay that way. So that's a positive. That's a positive. I do also do want to revisit the Cubs, and I find this one interesting. When the podcast launched, October, I think it went live like the 6th or 7th. We recorded it on October 5th. When that went live, I talked about the Cubs pretty early on, pretty early on and how they were making a run in the playoffs and hadn't won a championship for 108 years. Hadn't won a World Series for 108 years. Uh, then a few weeks after the podcast starts, they win the World Series. Uh, so you're welcome, Cubs fans. No, I had nothing to do with it. I just found it interesting that they ended up winning the World Series, and now they're back in the playoffs. Let's see what happens. They're probably going to get smashed. I think the Dodgers are going to the playoffs, and they're probably going to play the damn Houston Astros. My beloved Red Sox are just going to get smashed out of the playoffs. It's just an inevitability. It's going to happen soon. I was listening to the game earlier as I was playing with my daughter. And they ain't doing good. And that Houston team can just, they just rake. They rake. If you don't know what that means, that means they hit the ball very well with the bats. They rake. And it's ridiculous. One of their guys, who is five foot six, five foot six, hit three home runs today in that game. Against one of the best pitchers in the league. All right, we're not... Um, All right, I want to talk about Cam Newton really quick. Cam Newton, if you haven't seen this in the news, the other day he was doing a press conference with a bunch of reporters. And a female reporter raised her hand, asked a question, and she used the word routes. If you don't know what routes is, look it up. That's when when the receivers are running out to go catch the ball. Yeah, Houston is going to sweep the Sox, Chris. Nah, they might win one game. But you know what's good? Cleveland's going to beat the hell out of New York. So at least I don't see the Yankees win the World Series. And then it's going to be Houston and Dodgers in the World Series. And maybe the Dodgers, I don't know. Maybe the Dodgers will win for Kevin's sake. Kevin's a good friend of mine who happens to be a Dodgers fan. And a huge thank you to Kevin as well, who has been a big supporter of the podcast. Tends to text me and tell me how good things are going. He has actually bought beer for an episode of the podcast as well. So a big shout out and thank you to Kevin as well. Cam Newton made some little sexist comments. And really, I encourage you to go check it out. Because I'm not going to get into like details on it, but he essentially, essentially, he told a woman that it's he essentially. All right, let me let me back up here. He essentially said to a woman, "I'm surprised that you know anything about football." Now, those weren't his words. Don't quote me on that. Those weren't his words, but that's essentially what he was saying. And I was thinking about it, and really, it's the same as that old saying: "You throw like a girl, you throw like a girl." Well, just because you're a girl, I mean. I guarantee, 100% guarantee that. I 100% any any male that is listening to this podcast that is listening to this podcast, there is a female out there that can throw better than you. Because unless you're a professional baseball pitcher, Jenny Finch throws the ball better than any of you out there. Any of you scrubs out there, she throws the ball better. So we realized a few years ago, throws like a girl doesn't work. But that's what Cam Newton's doing. And here we're not even talking. And I've said this before. Unless you're you're talking about peeing standing up. Or giving birth to a child, like having a vagina or having a penis, it's all the same. There, there should never be a, a, well, he's a man, so he can, she's a woman, so she can, no. Unless you're talking about a penis or a vagina, peeing, standing up, having a baby, doesn't matter. Any woman is perfectly capable of being knowledgeable about professional football. 
In fact, that woman was probably more knowledgeable about professional football than the majority of the population in the United States of America. Male population. Definitely smarter than me when it comes to football. And, and I'm a bit of a fan. So then, probably smarter than Chris, who's a bit of an NFL fan when it comes to football. That's why she's a reporter. That's why she's asking these questions. Um, so Cam, do better, dude. Do better and learn from your mistakes. Now, he has apologized, but this the, the problem I have with this is it's so ingrained in society. He laughed and said that's cute that a woman is asking about that. He laughed. It's so ingrained in his head and in, in, in a lot of people's heads as a society that we need, to we need to work on getting that out, eliminating that default in our head. You know, we've just got to eliminate it. All right, I want to give another thank you out there. Um, and that would be my good friend, Art, who honestly is probably one of my oldest friends. I have probably known him longer than I have known every friend of mine. We went to school together um, starting in third grade at St. Michael's in Poway. Then we went to high school together at St. Augustine in San Diego. And then we actually did our first year of college together at Cal State Long Beach before I left Long Beach um, to go to crappy liberal arts film school um so really went to school together forever we lived near each other forever we we're very good friends um and art is one of those guys he's always listening to the podcast he's given me tips and 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 just and thank you art for always being supportive he's always texting me stuff and i will tell you he texted me after episode 30 if you listen to episode 30 that was a train wreck texted me after episode 30 and said you're doing such a great job with these podcasts i can't believe it's been a year since you started these podcasts Keep it up. And I was having trouble the day after episode 30 because that thing was a train wreck. I've still got the box from the beer sitting here, and it's getting burned as soon as I get a chance. As soon as I can ceremonially burn that box in my backyard, that's what's happening. Um, so, huge thank you to Art. He's currently living out in Arizona. Hopefully, I'll be seeing him soon. I know he will. he is listening. He's not on the live feed right now, but he will be listening to the podcast Thank you, Art, for being you. Thank you for being so supportive, and thank you for being such a good friend, really, for the majority of my life. Uh, and on that same note, I want to give a big shout-out to Justin, my good friend Justin Garrett, um, who is also an avid listener of the podcast and has always been very supportive. And Justin, along with Art, has been one of those guys that tends to text me um, you know, after episodes and telling me how good of a job I'm doing and everything else. Um, and on that same note would be Seth Rosenberg, uh, John's brother who I've mentioned and I've mentioned Seth on the podcast as well um, I know and, and he'll probably be mad for me saying this I've brought Seth to tears a couple times and he is always texting notes words of support um, after during and and as we record podcasts um, and whatnot so um, all right, we gave a little bit of a update on Alec already, uh, but like I said, they did raise all of the money through the GoFundMe. I think the GoFundMe is still live, so if you have the means and the time, uh, maybe go throw them a couple extra bucks because you know, as, as this is this was a goal set for medical bills and for surgery and everything else. And you know, um, unfortunately, we live in a country where getting medical help is like taking your car into the mechanic, and they're gonna find more shit, and they're gonna upcharge you, and they're gonna do all this, and they, you know, you need that chrome undercoating, kid. You know, we gotta put that chrome undercoating on your. your your, your feet like no but that's the world we live in unfortunately and there's going to be additional costs on top of that uh so maybe throw them a few bucks if you have the means and the time um all right something i teased last week because we're, we're freaking out of time here uh and that would be in the common sense realm of uh fake service dogs fake service dogs this is actually a thing uh that's been happening 
And I implore all of you out there listening, watching, whatever it might be, if you see this happening, call people out on it. Because what's happening is people are faking service dogs so that they can bring them into establishments, bring them on airplanes and everything else. And what's happening is this is taking away from people that actually need these service dogs. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, years ago when I was working at Disney, there was a, a call screener that was working for Radio Disney that was in the office. And I can't even remember how we were talking. I was talking to her and someone else, and, and she was talking about her dog and, and how she traveled all the time and, and how she would brought the dog into work one day. And I was like, what, what do you mean you brought? She's like, well, it's so easy. What you do is you go get a service dog license for the dog, and then you can bring the dog everywhere. everywhere. And I'm looking at her and going, what do you have to have a service dog for? No, I just like to bring the dog everywhere. What do you mean you like to bring the dog everywhere? I mean, I, I, we had a dog. I absolutely loved that dog, and I brought him everywhere we could. But I didn't get him a service dog license to then cheat the system and bring him everywhere and then take away from people that actually need a service dog. Stop faking your service dogs. Just don't do it. And if you see someone doing it, call them out on it. Call them out on it. All right, like I said, we're running out of time. Man, I didn't even get to the mad pooper. All right. Um, a couple more big thank yous. I was saving the big ones for the, well, I don't want to save saving the big ones for the end, but a huge, huge thank you to Bridget Hassan uh, for being my go-to on-air producer. She really just fell into this because she was joining on these podcasts, but she's been a huge support along with her husband, Chris, um, who's been a huge support as well, but especially Bridget, who is constantly feeding me facts, constantly keeping me in line, and really also being supportive. When we had that train wreck of an episode 30, Bridget was very supportive as well as after episode 31 when I was just basically firing brimstone for a freaking hour here um, was also very supportive. Uh, so a huge, huge thank you to you, Bridget, um, as well as Chris for everything you guys have done for always listening. In fact, I was at a bachelor party with Chris a few weeks ago. And we were talking about something. We were walking through Magic Mountain, uh, and and I think I said or someone said common sense, and <laughs> Chris turns to me and he goes, "Common sense." <laughs> it was it was awesome. So thank you to both of you. Uh, like I said, especially Bridget for always being here and feeding me stuff uh, and drinking whiskey along with the podcast and everything else. We will actually probably we're gonna work on having Bridget in here at some point as well as some of the other avid Wall fans um, and those that have contributed greatly to the podcast itself. Um. Most importantly, I'm, all right, I want to get to one more point. So last week on the show, we got a little political. We talked about the Orange Menace, you know, and I've always said we don't get political on the show. We don't get political on policy. Uh, as Bridget said earlier in the show, we don't get I, I don't get political on stuff that isn't life and death. When it comes to life and death, we're going to get, I'm not even going to call it political. We're going to get commonsensical, and we're going to talk about stuff like that, you know, like the Orange Menace creating a, a divisive, uh, just a divisive uh, environment in this country, we're going to call them out on that. We're going to call them out on thinking that it's okay for the death penalty for same-sex couples. We're going to call out the orange menace on stuff like that. You know why? It's not political. It's common freaking sense. And we're going to continue to do that, and I'm going to keep it up, and I don't care if we lose listeners because of it. I really don't. Hopefully we'll gain some listeners. You know why? Because we're going to spread the word of common sense and love and lifting each other up and not being a fucking asshole orange menace. <laughs> orange menace and his crap. I think we went over the limit on F-bombs today. It's okay. We might have to put that stupid explicit thing on the iTunes. Luckily, Google doesn't make me do that. All right. We are near the end of the show, um, and we've been doing thank yous throughout the show. I want to right now give the most important thank you of all. Uh, and that would be to my beautiful, supportive, amazing 
wife, Diana, uh, for all the support she has given me over the past year, really pushing me to get into the studio, really getting home uh, because she works a nine to five job and she's always got meetings and stuff, getting home in time on Thursdays and, and, and taking my daughter Zoe uh, and taking care of her and, and everything else so that I can then run into the studio, record, finish up prep and everything else. Um, so most importantly, the biggest thank you I can possibly give is to my beautiful wife, Diana, um, and to my beautiful, amazing daughter, Zofia, uh, who doesn't realize she's supporting me. But it's constantly supporting me on a daily basis. Uh, so thank you to both of you. I love all of you, but I love you, Di, and I love you, Zoe, the most. That's just a fact of the matter. Uh, but I do love all of you and love to Bridget and love to Chris. I'm looking at them on the live feed. And Dante and Mary and Perry and Darshan and Jeff and Art and Justin uh, and Seth uh, and John. Thank you for sharing um, the, the podcast with your Twitter followers uh, and, and getting the word out there. And thank you to anyone who I didn't mention but that has been supportive over the past year and has continued to share stuff about the podcast and has given me tips uh, and has, has helped kind of in that social realm as much as you can. Thank you to all of you. I've said it many times before. I love all of you, and I appreciate all of you tuning in, subscribing, listening to me yell at a wall for an hour. We went a little over this week, of course, because there was just so much going on. I didn't even get to all of my, all the stuff we had this week. We'll we'll get in we'll get into a little mad pooper next week, as well as the marathon runner finishing the race in a very provocative uh, manner as well. So we'll get into that stuff. But again. Thank you all. I love you all. Um, and as always, this has been episode 32 of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. Banner first anniversary episode. Hopefully one year from now when we're doing the second anniversary episode, we'll have an even bigger audience. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe, I don't even know what else we could do. Maybe some other stuff, some fun stuff. Who knows? We'll work toward that. Uh, but here's to another year. All of you wall fans. All of you Facebook friends, all of you social media world, and all of you that have supported over the past year as we've continued to grow, and we have been growing. It's amazing. I pull up, the th and sometimes I get discouraged, and I don't want to do it at a podcast, and I go and I pull open the thing, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, 150 new subscribers. Oh, we, I got to put out some content. It happens. Um, and it's, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give a shout out to the Russian ones. They're probably just spying on me. They're probably trying to put some divisive stuff in there. They love that I'm talking about the orange menace and everything else uh but cheers to all of you wall fans thank you for joining thank you for supporting uh this has been episode 32 i am as always the one and only sean work remember everything you do no matter what you do have passion when you do it and more importantly no matter what you do no matter who you meet no matter why you do it and no matter where you go always 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 use common sense <laughs>